This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I have no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton. Hollywood is built from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. History, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. We're going back to an old movie for it, it. It's been a while, actually. Mm-hmm. We've been doing, you know, James Cameron. We've been doing all the the Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one, we're going back to a movie that was made in 1929 because we are bringing you the Best Picture Oscar Part Two. Yeah, keeping it going. Two, we, we didn't mean going. to go this long about doing one of these. Yeah, and then we had just had to do a bunch of holiday movies. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that's really what messed we, it up. And we so of course we brought our guest back in, What's Mr. Going Spike Leak. How's it going? What's up, homie? It's so good to see you just again, bro. For, just waiting for a black person to show up in one of these movies. <laughs> Yo, so man. So we can finally do this episode. I, so I can have a decent discussion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. you know, we, we all feel like idiots most of the time. It'll be so a couple of years. Actually, <laughs> it'll be a couple of years. I started watching this movie, and I swear to God, I, I texted Malik, and I said, dude, I'm so sorry I'm making you watch this movie. <laughs> like, it's pretty boring. It is all white people. Oh. It is yeah. not one person in this movie is not a white person. I mean, and it is, it, it, and that's fucked up because there's somebody named Bessie in there. I know, oh. yeah, that's not a white name. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man, but no, I literally, I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. all right. I mean, uh, this is the research that we do. This, yeah. this is it. This is, you know, we gotta. I mean, Hollywood land. I always refer back to the the sign yeah. was made for a racist white neighborhood. <laughs> you know, and that's where we're if at. I, if I remember correctly, this is like maybe a decade after that sign went up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, it was. It was still. It was still going strong in 1929. I think it was still like. You know the whites only neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Well, but we don't bring Malik on just just for um, no, you know, no to talk no. about the black characters. We bring <laughs> no, him on because I appreciate that. Because uh, <laughs> I, well, I like having a director on for these episodes because obviously, like film techniques and stuff have changed a lot over the years, and yes, I think that have. you you bring a, a unique perspective on like the techniques they were using, how it holds up. You know, uh, we talked about last time that tracking shot was the first time ever that they did that tracking shot yeah, and right. stuff. So I'm interested to know if there's anything in this movie. 
that you know the way it was shot if that was part of the reason it won best picture and things like yeah. that because i'm i really hope you did a little bit of research on the other movies that were nominated because oh. i am curious to know what this uh what up against because i did not think this was a super strong movie i okay. thought this was pretty average we might have to do some research okay like, some live research sure. yeah. that's fun i'm sure we'll get into it but uh if you know, James, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the one of the main reasons that this won an Oscar in general was because of the sound coming into the picture and because yeah. it's featured Technicolor scenes. So, yeah, and by the way, everyone, this is the Broadway melody that we're talking about yes. here called, today. And it's called Precode, right? What yeah, this is a Precode 1929 movie. And what's the show? Uh, wait, what? The show that we're doing right now, what's it called? Oh, this show is called <laughs> Film History. The, the History of Film. I'm Jimmy Deloy. That over there is Drake. We got our special guest, Malik, in Sailor Dev. <laughs> Ahoy, mateys. <laughs> Ahoy, mateys, yeah. But this is 1929's The Broadway Melody, directed by Harry Beaumont, starring Bessie Love as Hank Mahoney. Uh, Anita Page as Queenie Mahoney, and or yeah, Mahoney Mahone, and Charles King as Eddie Kearns, and um, yeah, you know, like we like to give you all these real flashy water worlds and Terminators, and then whenever you get real comfortable, we're gonna show you a 1929. <laughs> but hey, this was at least it wasn't silent. It was not silent. It was yeah. a talkie. So mm-hmm. now we also know from now on the best picture winners. At least we don't have to watch a three-hour silent film. Yeah, know, yeah. I was the artist until we get. Oh, I. <laughs> hey, we'll all be 55 by then. Um, <laughs> I skip that one. No, we can't. <laughs> Universal no, we'll, collapse. Yeah, we'll be. By the time we get to that movie, the Earth will have already died. We of will. Heat yeah, well, it, yeah, yeah. We won't. This podcast won't exist. Don't worry. <laughs> None um, of us will. But um. I'm, I was very relieved to find out this movie was only an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. It was a very lighter affair. And it was full talky, full sound. You know, uh, yeah, this was... Sorry, Dev, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Well, I'm excited to, for you guys to bear witness because I, after doing research and watching this movie, I realized something that this has set the tone for every other musical that has become a movie following yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And if we're ever for wondering... Was this a musical sure. first? Yeah. Ah. And if you're this wondering... Was a, this yeah. was a lot of first. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, that's one of the reasons it's interesting. This so what, was... Good. So what, maybe maybe by the end of this, I won't be asking why did this win. Maybe. maybe. We'll yeah. see. Because uh, <laughs> I have just... I my my issues with the movie aren't that so I like my, my I, issue, it was great. I have yeah. some issues with the character motivations. Okay, I mean I some questions about the, some oh, of the character I relationships. Know. I think yeah, yeah. I, I, the love triangle. The night, look, we're gonna actually. Well, I think I'm gonna answer some of your questions okay. today because All I'm right. gonna get into just how wild this era was as well. Okay, this is pre-code, like I was talking about, and we'll get into what that means. And yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I can't wait to tell. Anyway, you about this it. is just the whole thing. Just felt like a first draft of a script that didn't have all its plot lines like yeah. totally like tightened up yeah and i just like some characters are like important at the beginning and then just disappear like i will talk no, about I hear it. We'll yeah get into it. welcome to the wonderful world of musicals and just working with sound too so yeah. i'm sure they were just i'm sure a lot of it was like and the wonderful world that, of... is that good yeah we got it all right <laughs> like, and things just uh people are different you know 1929 i think people really were just like different as a species <laughs> i think like I, oh yeah a lot of sentiments that were held i mean we a lot of sentiments that were held in 1929 don't oh. hold up today, and I think sure. also like the way that people 
uh, perceived each other. I I think you know. Interesting. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I'll I'll interject my questions where they come in. But yeah. How do we How do we start this? So this was I'll tell you this was uh, not only MGM's first talkie. Uh, it was the first production to use pre-recorded music on its soundtrack. The first talkie to win Best Picture and the first film to win Best Picture without winning any other Academy Awards as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Only two other movies have done this. Grand Hotel in 1932 and The Mutiny on the Bounty in 1935. Interesting. Yeah. After that, the Academy and, uh, got its shit together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like Everything makes sense now in the Academy. They're like, isn't it weird that this movie's the best picture but also not the best at anything else? <laughs> yeah, that's strange. Yeah, that's strange. Oh, well. Give him a naked Louie. But uh, I'm going to have Radio Man give you a rundown of the movie. Oh, man. It's I'm going to sell it to you. You know, I know. Radio Man, he's, uh, he's coming back today, okay? <clears throat> Metro Golden Meyer pulls out all the stops for its first talking motion picture, setting a new standard for big budget films and establishing an archetype for decades of movie musicals to follow in the Broadway melody. The Great White Way truly becomes the street of broken dreams. <laughs> Wait, does that can I, can I interject? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think you need to ask permission, bro. But sure, go ahead. <laughs> I, does that mean what we think it means? I have a few notes. He's laughing too. He's laughing too. Continue. So, a nickname for Broadway to this day is the Great White Way. Interesting. Where did <laughs> yeah. that Where did that come from? They claim that it was in the 1880s when they put electric lamps along the street uh-huh. to light the street, uh-huh. and it became the Great White Way. I could just see the cast of Lion King being like, say what now? Say what? Ooh. Hold on. What now? <laughs> you know, I, at the very least, change the nickname. Yeah, I, I, I actually buy that origin story, but like yeah. at some point, someone should have been like, should we change what we call this? They said on Broadway before then, it was just pitch black at night, and it was just like rape central. Like, <laughs> like men. Men, women, everybody. Children, like, yeah, children. yeah. You would just walk around and, like, hands were just coming anybody. out of. Yeah, yeah. And then they opened the Great White Way and everything got so much safer. A lot of it wasn't intentional, though. They couldn't see each other. So they just, like, inevitably just, like, ran into each other. Like, ah, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to grab you. They were like, we got. Yeah, we, didn't mean to grab you. I, I thought you were like, a lamppost. We got these electric lamps. Now we can see all the black people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what Jack the Ripper said when there was no lights and lights. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had a Jack the Ripper situation going on. I, I think that might have been H.H. H. Holmes, by the way, but that's for a different show uh, entirely. But uh, <laughs> So this movie is about sisters Queenie and Hank Mahoney. Or, uh, her name was like Henrietta. They called her Hank. Anita Page and Bessie Love follow Hank's boyfriend, Eddie Kearns, played by Charles King, to Manhattan with visions of stardom. In New York, Eddie and Queenie are attracted to each other, but unwilling to betray his sister. And Queenie dates, like, uh, I'll get into it, but he, she dates Jack Warner, basically, in the movie. Yeah, I, I was wondering for a while, are they saying Jack Warner? It's, they it, changed the name slightly. Yeah, it was like Jacques Warner. <laughs> <laughs> and he was not French at all, so I don't know why they changed it to that. But yeah, it was Jack Warner. That he of, was, the, of the Warner Brothers? Yeah, like the Warner Warner bro, James Cagney's best friend, Jack <laughs> Warner. So uh, I'll, I'll get into like really what this movie is. I'm gonna break down some of the plot here for you. Okay. Here in a bit, but yeah, this was so early in the game that they made a silent version of this as well. Whoa! Because so many theaters didn't even have the technology yet, like the so they're like we're gonna need a do over. Yeah, the peasant theaters. How does that you know? work? 
because the no musical idea. numbers. They're just like imagine sound. <laughs> but I mean, that's uh, yeah, yeah. They're just putting the lyrics up every now and then. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know how they did it, but also like you remember Wings, man. They were talking to each other a lot. Yeah, and it was were. like I can't hear you. Yeah, <laughs> like you, they didn't record this, so I can't hear you. But yeah, I guess maybe that's how they did it. It was just like you'd see them talking to each other and then just cut to a title card. What a horrendous place the past was. <laughs> what a miserable land that was. <laughs> Pretty coincidental, by the way, that an MGM movie won the award that year, oh. seeing as how Louis B. Meyer created the Oscars in the first place. Right. That might answer a lot of your <laughs> questions right off the bat maybe, here. yeah. Yeah. Also, I didn't know what MGM stood for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a Metro question. Metro Golden Goldwyn Meyer. So this is a question that if you don't have the answer to, it's totally okay because this is just a random question. But if you do know, I'd be really curious to know. Disney's park that is now Hollywood Studios for a long, long time was called MGM Studios. Right. Does Disney now own MGM? Yeah. Why did they name one of their five main parks after uh, Naked Louie Man? It's weird because MGM like went out of business. And then, but they were still sort of there. Like the building is still there in Century City, the MGM, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but they like now they're sort of back in business. Maybe they did. Maybe they they probably got bought they by were, Disney. I mean, everybody would not be surprised. Would not be surprised. Uh, I think it was a different company with the same name. Like um, the MGM split and it had MGM like the production con studio and then MGM Parks. And MGM theme parks were, there was one in Hollywood, and then there was one here in Orlando. And Mm -hmm. maybe Disney theme parks probably bought that and took it over and, you know, did whatever. I mean, that's what I'm guessing. So in 1985, Disney and Metro-Golden-Meyer entered into a licensing contract that gave Disney worldwide rights to use the MGM name and logo Uh, for what would become Disney's MGM Studios. And I would imagine the logic is that was like their Hollywood themed park, and right. they wanted to. They thought MGM was probably synonymous with like Tinseltown kind of thing. Yeah. So they're like, probably had if we could use to that a lot licensing. Of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that with all sense. the properties and stuff. Probably Which is yeah. why you can see like Wizard of Oz stuff and like all that. Because yeah. didn't they have that stuff in Hollywood Town? Um, yeah. I mean, there was stuff? my favorite ride uh, to this day. To this day. Uh, is uh is the the great movie ride um which uh, took you through like a bunch of like classical like movies and so it basically took you through the history of film. film it took you through film history right, the history um, of film uh, it's a really cool That's ride awesome. did I, you guys ride this ride one day and decide to make a podcast yeah yes uh, no but i uh, so <laughs> disney was a pretty common thing for me when i was younger because as we've established in the previous episode of this uh uh my parents just uh, worked my mom worked at disney for many years and she still has friends that work there to this day so oh, that's right uh i i would go to disney literally all the time as a child yeah. like it was like it, it was like a revolving door it's like a child's dream and I know, so man, for real. one i year, went one time in my whole life <laughs> one year that I, explains a lot about drake i you know? forced my parents i was so obsessed <laughs> with the great movie ride like i loved it so much and I forced my parents to go on it 12 times in a row That's because awesome. there was no line. Yeah. And, like, every time I got off, all I want to do is get back on this thing. Yeah. Like, it was so cool. Man, like, my, my Louisiana mom would never have <laughs> – she would have been like, that was it. First time. I hope you saw everything. We're moving on, right. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they were like, uh, he's taking an interest in something that could be a career. Yeah, we that's should, true. We should foster this. That's true. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, or they were just like, we don't want to be here anyway, so it doesn't matter what we do. That's when, um, if I'm your dad, that's when I go have a cigarette. Yeah. Like, <laughs> go ahead and write it again, Go son. ahead and write it again. It I'll was, be out here. It was really cool. Like, the context was you were on this <laughs> yeah. time machine going through, I think it was a time machine. You had a tour guide. Like, there was a tour guide who was taking you on a tour through Dude. the history of film. And then at each of major junction, 
like the film would interact with the ride. That's amazing. So like at one is, point, this isn't still there. I don't know if it is or not. Like Man. at one point, you would go through aliens and he would get kidnapped, and they would replace. Oh my I, god! I know exactly I what you're talking about. This, this, and that's like, the ride yes. where that happened. Yeah. Yes. That, I okay. That. I, I went on ride. this ride when I was a kid. Scared the shit out of me. Me too. And our tour guy got kidnapped. <laughs> and to this day, to this day, <laughs> I could never remember what the fuck that ride was. And that, now you're the alien you're part where me. they it's like they have it like in a cage and like breaks out or something. Does he become like a skeleton? So. Or yes, because you go through the mummy area. Yeah, because he yeah. Gets, yeah. he gets kidnapped yeah. in uh, like a 1920s movie, and a gangster becomes your this tour is, guide. This is in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I went on that ride. Yeah, and it scarred me for life. I never knew what it was until wasn't that Epcot? No, it was at MGM. Was that MGM? It, was, it wow. looked the ride, the outside of the ride looked like the Chinese theater. You just unlocked okay. so many memories. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Triggered me because my parents did bring me. <laughs> that shit to made me scared. Disney as a kid, but yeah. my mom was literally like running through the whole theme park. My mom is one of those who like likes to run through stuff. You I, know? Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. She's like, all right, that's it. You saw we it. Did Let's it go. once <laughs> over. We got give it a good once over. Make some time. Make make some pace, baby. Theme park <laughs> rides, food buffets. Football teams, you know, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the great movie ride is great. And awesome. the, the, uh, the, what were we talking about? What's this podcast? Oh about? yeah. Back to CAG. <laughs> this is, uh, this is about Broadway melody. So yeah, I'm going to tell you about this pre code shit, man. I'm talking like this was pre code. So there's gay people, lesbians, no black people. Sorry. But, uh, pre code. That's too, that's, <laughs> that's too, too wild. crazy. Too crazy. So, there was this era of film uh, where people started talking in the movies, and there was really no boundaries. Not really. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you could put whatever the fuck you wanted to in your movie, and it was up to local governments whether or not they would play it in their theaters. Okay. So, it wasn't really a thing of, like, anybody stopping you. It's just, just like, no ratings board or anything. There was no ratings board and shit, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like, you know, if you make something super crazy it's not gonna play in des moines or some shit right who cares you know yeah so and this was as far back as you know 1920 in 1920 they made a movie that was just called sex (laughs) and it was people fucking it was porn it was basically porn dude but it was like awesome <laughs> they were insane, man. Me, well, let me phrase that. Was... For the most part, there was some pretty not awesome things about the twenties. I'll, I'll definitely give everybody that for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it had issues, yeah. as like uh... as every decade does. <laughs> well, but you this know. was, <laughs> but it was no holds barred. There were there, you know, your movies could have women kissing, men kissing, anybody kissing. They didn't give a shit, uh, and there were just these like you know insane things going on in your movie uh but in 1930 the catholics of america uh were not having this anymore they said we don't want to see any more kissing (laughs) so the motion picture production code censorship guidelines were introduced otherwise known as the hayes code and it was named after this guy hayes who created the code um I, i doesn't fatty arbuckle's story also have something to do with this Oh, maybe. Him okay. killing that woman? Yes. <laughs> yes. At the time, he was such a massive star, and yeah. most of America was, like, very unaware of, like, the wild lifestyle that celebrities actually have, because obviously, right. like, how would you know? All you saw is, like, 
whatever image they portrayed on, on screen. screen. Right. And so one of America's biggest family-friendly stars going to jail, going to trial for murder. Yeah. Like people Rocked. were like, "Whoa!" It would be hold like on a, now. It would be like if Bill Cosby came out to be like, Man. <laughs> "Yeah, you yeah." Know yeah. What I mean, like, <laughs> if if America's dad was just raping people for fifty years. Be like, um. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I would actually like to do an episode on this one day uh, to yeah. look into okay. um, the history because I think Fatty Arbuckle has something to do with it. We got to do a Fatty Arbuckle episode. Wait, so he this killed. Time. He killed somebody. Dude, he squashed by accident. Death. We don't know that for what? sure. <laughs> it, the story is all really cloudy but yeah, there was a girl at a party and would he dive on her or something <laughs> he, he was i guess Fucking, he was trying to fuck her and yeah. he was huge he's like 450 ruptured pounds. her bladder yeah Jesus yeah Christ. yeah dude yeah. but it's yeah, it's a pretty it's, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty gnarly story. story it's a gnarly yeah, murky story there's some some clue like loose ends he didn't get convicted he, he yeah. just got like super canceled. but it did like, actually cancel him yeah. it ruined his career he yeah. never acted again he was never not in, like he a was, major movie they told like he was legally not allowed to act yeah. anymore yeah. that was part of the code that yeah. was implemented yeah. after yeah. people were like <laughs> yeah. so i think that tied in with this because that was around the same time wasn't right. it like 1930s yeah, for sure yeah. this was when yeah i mean cagney year zero dude yeah and so uh, <laughs> the hayes code was introduced it was the self-imposed industry set of guidelines for all motion pictures that were released between 1934 and this went until 1968 by the way the code was still technically intact by 1968 oh, wow. I, but they must not have been i mean it's not like a law it was just yeah, like kind of like it was yeah. like a what do they say in pirates of the caribbean it's more like guidelines exactly yeah. <laughs> it's just a suggestion <laughs> yeah. the code prohibited profanity suggestive nudity graphic or realistic violence sexual persuasions and rape so, no more fun movies. Sexual you know. persuasion? Is that their way of saying no gay stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like sure. old-timey talk for, for no, no yeah, girl-on-girl yeah, yeah. girl kissing anymore? no one's gay unless you're persuaded to be gay. <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. I actually, like, because we had talked about before how movies of the past are sometimes way more progressive than we give, like, yeah. think about or even are today in some ways, like, the culture of the past. And, like, I honestly, I thought when this movie started, it was going to be about, like, a lesbian couple that just moved to Broadway. Right. Because they kiss almost immediately. Oh, And dude. then I find out they're sisters, and I'm like, slow down. <laughs> what just happened? They're all kissing on the lips. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then there's <laughs> this dude who they're both pretty much banging. Yeah. And they kiss. Like, they're, it's like these sisters are, like, sharing a boyfriend. That, I, then I was wondering, are they in a three-way situation? It's like, the what 20s, is, man. I, I was so they confused. They had cocaine in your Coca-Cola. <laughs> but then, like, <laughs> but then he actually, he left her for her sister and she was cool fit and i was just like i don't know what the fuck is happening it was a real hamilton why are situation. these sisters kissing <laughs> <laughs> why are these sisters kissing they were very dude and in the 20s people talked close man yeah like, if you watch that movie people are in i each wonder if face. that has to do with the mic is not super powerful yeah. so we need to make sure the two audio yeah, sources are as close together sure. as possible yeah i bet that was it actually i don't know why i didn't fucking think there's no lavaliers <laughs> running around <laughs> <laughs> like everybody on the street just leaning real close into one another to have a conversation. <laughs> I'm not getting another boom mic. You just get closer. So, so incest was also common back in these days. I mean, <laughs> it, was the, it was the 20s. <laughs> absolutely, incest was definitely. But this movie, actually, I don't think they were incestual. It was think, very weird. I think it was, but, it was probably just like a French greeting type thing. Like it's like people just yeah, kissed on the lips, yeah, say hello yeah, yeah. and goodbye. Yeah, the night. That's dude. That's the thing. That's what I. That's what we were just discussing is like people think that the 1920s were more buttoned up you know the people who don't They're really actually know more I mean, liberal than yeah, any like, time yeah, yeah people were 
fucking kissing on the lips and shit. They didn't care. It was free like love a, it existed was free before love. the 60s. It was, man. As a matter of fact, it was so free love that films before the code in the you know 20s and 30s depicted or implied sexual innuendo, romantic and sexual relationships between biracial people. Whoa. Which is nuts. Mild profanity, illegal drug use, promiscuity, prostitution, infidelity, abortion, intense violence, and homosexuality even. That's Whoa. what movies were showing pre-code. It wow. was a wild west, baby. You know well, what I'm saying? What will happen Play to the, the children? Jack song right there. <laughs> yeah. So this era... What will happen to the kids? This era was the end of the Victorian era and time period, and probably at like the late 1800s, early 1900s at its height. And a lot of uh, the culture in the West during that time period was revolving around esotericism and occultism. If you look at like the newspapers that are coming out in the 1900s, 10s, and 20s, they're like psychic this, uh, crazy seeing this, or whatever. Yeah, that's true. And you know, part of that culture in that world is the indulgence in everything. And one of those things being sex. So it was also, probably uh, more common to be able to be like, oh, yeah, we just experimented and had this threesome because it's like new or whatever. It's not that big a deal. It's not taboo. Yeah. We've been doing it for like 30, 40 years. And then, you know, like you said, the Catholics came in and Protestants and they were no fun. They shut that shit down. <laughs> we- also, Billy the Kid had a boyfriend. Oh, out there. cool. Yep. Wait, for, do you know this for sure? You're I, just like, it, it, I just know it. It was James yeah. in a past <laughs> life. <laughs> his, but, um, his homie that he hung out with every day, oh, all day, oh. ran around with, the cops killed him, and he, like, murdered everybody. Oh, whoa. It, it's okay. an interesting story. Anyway. Um, but we had so much fun in the 20s that after the 30s came around, we were like, we're not having fun again until at least the Too 60s. Much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 years off of fun. <laughs> we got to dry out. I remember we said that during one episode. After the 20s, we had to dry out for a hey, little bit. Yeah. Just to, like, the just, prohibition might not have been such a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. You know? No one's having fun again until 1960. <laughs> Fight me on it. Another big pre-code thing was uh, nefarious characters seen profiting from their crime. Mm. Like that was mm. big pre-code. They said they didn't no more really of that. get the same comeuppance that yeah, exactly. They, they would normally mm. get. Yeah, they had like gangster films, like Public Enemy. Yeah, was one. yeah that was yeah. a pre-code gangster film where mm. like gangsters were definitely you know. Wait, wouldn't that have to be post? Because Cagney started in 1930 and Code started because it was, they, they... It was enforced in 1934. Oh, okay. I it see. was written in 1930 and they kind of, they gave everyone like four years. Yeah, yeah, They were yeah. like, so, y'all got four years to clean so, it up. Yeah. Technically, you know what's hilarious too? Like you just said those yeah. dates. Yeah, yeah. Ni- yeah. 1936 <laughs> is Reefer Madness. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I so know. They I was just thinking like, about that. that. I guess. Slide. I mean, again, it wasn't a law. It was. Just, it was a guideline. I think reefer madness, you know, was definitely at the time seen as like anti-drug. So I guess maybe they were like, they were like, it's okay code. as long as we're demonizing it. But people exactly. can rape as long people as you and show... murder people and run somebody over the car. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> as long as we tell them that weed makes them do all of this. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ugh. Well, and I disagree here. They say that. Uh, they said that public enemy. You know, the guy profited but i mean but he no they definitely have, died at the end yeah in like they, a horrible they, way they made a really big thing about yeah, that that's like why it was it almost feels like someone was like you have to put this in there yeah yeah because yeah, we can't sure. show someone yeah. profiting that's why his, i thought it was up to code his frozen body yes, gets dumped yes, in front of his dude. mom and it's fucking it was 
it had warnings in the beginning mm-hmm. of like everything you're about to see is it's, meant to it's not good. Dis- dissuade you from becoming a gangster. It's yeah, real. Yeah. It's real not good. Don't, <laughs> real not good. Don't do. Don't do a any of this. Violence. They um, completely missed the mark with teenagers back then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Teenagers don't were just do like, this. oh, this is cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, many of Hollywood's biggest stars, such as Clark Gable, Betty Davis, Barbara Stanwyck, Joan Blondell, Edward G. Robinson, and of course, the CAG himself, were known as like pre-code movie ah, stars. Yeah. Okay. There was another, there was a guy named, uh, there was well, a lady named Ruth Chatterton, and a guy named Warren William, and Warren William was known as like the king of pre-code. He did more pre-code movies than anyone. Whoa. I guess he was just—he <laughs> was just like fucking everybody in his movies, you know, just like kissing oh. dudes, <laughs> hanging dong like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like that should um. sound like rock and roll, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, Hell's Angels was that postcode? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because wasn't there, like, a boob shot in that one that yeah. was, like, a big, yeah. hard I mean, for him to get by? Yeah, we talk about Claire mm-hmm. and Bo showed her nipples yeah. in that, in Wings. Well, Wings would have been pre-code. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hell's yeah. Angels was, too. Oh, Hell's it was Angels pre- was, like, oh. a year after oh, okay. Wings. So, yeah. where, would you, where would you classify, like, the... Like the French Revolution that led to shit like Easy Rider and Man, like motherfuckers doing drugs again. I think like it that. was just that like we we just came from Nam. They were uncensoring the news at right. the time. We they hit, were showing dead bodies on the news. We hit the sixties and the we prohibition the on fun was over. Like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the code. Yeah, yeah this, the code. this code has got to go, you know. <laughs> and we're gonna start showing the real shit. But what's interesting to me though is I've seen plenty of sixties movies. I'm pretty sure I've seen a nineteen sixty two movie with boobs in it, but I guess it was maybe like an art house, mm-hmm. maybe. It's and I mean, again, also like once the rating board came through, and there was a way for people to know prior to going to the yeah, movie what true. they were in for. Right. Um. Like I think that probably also changed too. Again, none of these were laws. This was just a guideline, right. and like the They're studio was the only one enforcing it. Yeah. Also, to bring so, back to the musicals, you never saw a musical with like a graphic murder or sex or that's nudity true. in it until like the seventies. Mm. Yeah, mm. till West Side Story. Mm. I mean, that, that was kind of that's still the fifties, but you know, maybe like <laughs> maybe like you know the Who's movie no, Tommy you, or something, sure. or one of the yeah. you know late sixties kind of you know. The, and that was always implied. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I will say there are some things that came out uh, that kind of make me glad that some sort of code came around. <laughs> something. <laughs> okay, nineteen thirty three. You can go rent this uh, on Amazon for 99 cents <laughs> per episode if you want to like wind up definitely on the FBI's list somewhere. In 1933, there was a series starring probably like four or five-year-old Shirley Temple, and it was called... <laughs> I really don't like where this is going. <laughs> but Amazon's selling it. <laughs> it was called Baby Burlesque. Oh god! And it was Shirley Temple wearing like burlesque lingerie oh, as a no. toddler, no. and she and a cast of other toddlers would act out like adult scenes, like they're oh, at no. a bar or the like fuck? a burlesque, or like no. she's like sleeping with like a rich man. Or what like... the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what is? It? And this is still available? For, yes, you can still rent this viewing? on Amazon. For it's on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. And, and, and Amazon. Wild. Everybody was Baby upset burlesque. at Netflix. For for 
that French dancer movie. And here's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shirley Temple's been busting it wide open since she was fucking five years old. <laughs> I mean, oh back God. in the 30s, they all were, you know. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it was a different time, pre-code. <laughs> the other kids are like, we're just not willing to do what Shirley will do. You know? <laughs> we Jesus cut that? that no, I mean, it's history. Right. <laughs> it's film history. The history of film. No, I mean, this the only... This is why we love Spotify, a lo- guys. <laughs> a lot of people... A lot of people like, um, you know, complain about censorship on on media platforms and stuff. And certainly sometimes it does go too far. But the essence is if you don't have censorship, you wind up with two things, child porn and Nazis. (laughs) We have to have censorship of some kind or else every platform goes to child porn and Nazis real quick. Like that's the natural course of things (laughs) if we don't have censorship. It's like I I remember when when what does that say about us as a people? I remember when 4chan because 4chan was like the bastion for like we don't censor anything and then it was a bastion for child porn and Nazis and And even 4chan was like guys we need we have censor. to censor a little bit. <laughs> well, and they're like, no, I don't want to. And they made 8chan. Well, oh, God, you gotta remember that uh, Nazis and child porn are both illegal and criminals. <laughs> so I wouldn't call it censorship because it's a criminal act. So, I mean, you know, I think censorship would entail anything that's, you know, legal and not criminal. Oh, man. Hey, look, it's enough to get the people yeah. of 4chan angry. Hey. Right, look, we're living in a in a pre-code time right now. I'll tell you that. I see a code Shit. coming, you know, for sure. Uh, <laughs> see a code coming. There's a code in our future. <laughs> it we'll it starts with meta. History, the history of film, this time censored. Yeah, you know? Spotify's going to issue some new, uh, <laughs> some new requirements. So I, I have some questions about other elements of this plot besides the sisters making yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we'll we there the yet? Movie. We'll get into the movie. Okay. Yeah, yep, yep. We'll get into the movie now. I'll tell you a little bit about how this movie goes down just in case you're not going to go out there and watch it. But also, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to cut it mm-hmm. off like I usually do. But this movie starts off uh, very impressive. Did you guys like the aerial shots in the beginning? Yeah, I did. I actually wonder if that was one of the first times they've done a shot like that. I can imagine it had to have oh. been. I, they had to have been in like a little. You fucking... couldn't just buy stock footage back then. Yeah, Someone yeah. had to get, get up, up in the airplane. Yeah, it's yeah. A helicopter. <laughs> get one of those guys from Wings. Get the to... shot. Get the shot. <laughs> Eight people died making those shots. <laughs> <you know? laughs> And, uh, yeah, they fly over New York, really cool flyover shots, and then they land on the offices of Gleason Music Publishing Co., where the whitest people on the entire (laughs) planet are all dancing around and singing around (laughs) pianos. And they're doing some white-ass dances, too, dude. They're all, like... Just jigging. (laughs) You can't see me on the podcast, but... It's very white. It looks very white, guys. (laughs) Imagine how your grandfather still dances at funerals. Oh, sorry, at weddings. I said that exact same thing. I said, this is why old people dance like this, because they were actually doing this yeah. shit in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally that, yeah. that dance for, like, the hands mm-hmm. in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was... At weddings, not funerals. Although, sometimes funerals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, depending if they really didn't like the person who died or something. You know? <laughs> Your grandfather but, uh, will do that dance on his enemy's <laughs> grave. On his buddy's grave. <laughs> He's like, you motherfucker, I told you you'd die first. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, we're introduced to the Mahoney sisters, Hank and Queenie Mahoney a sister act that became a big draw in the vaudeville circuit hitting it big all over the country uh they would perform the song the broadway melody uh that's the name of the movie and they would dance along to it that's the name of the movie (laughs) and they dance along to it all white like you know honkies and uh they these are the the heroines of our tale these two Mm -hmm. these sisters 
And um, they're just, you know, 1929, striking out to get their name in the lights, the big city. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about this, I think this movie passes the Bechtel test. Yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy. Absolutely. It's pretty Considering most movies today still pass the Bechtel test. Part of test. the code was no women can talk about shit <laughs> that anymore. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> part of the code was women got to be quiet from now on. You know. Uh, also, <laughs> not a single. They slipped this one in right in the last minute. <laughs> also, also, women can't say anything. <laughs> or I, both. Just, also... I just keep hearing Barbosa's <laughs> voice saying that over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> women can't have parlor also i don't think there's a single woman slap in this movie either no which no. is super no progressive for this time that was another code that's thing, a code yeah. thing. <laughs> that's a code thing the code thing it's like there has the to be a woman like slap the code. if a woman is talking it's complaining about being slapped that's it that's all we're gonna allow <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, but these two non-slapping sisters are moving to the big time, you know, and they, they've been, they've had this show, this sister act that's been hitting really hard in, like, you know, Reading, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and shit, they said. They've been, like, uh, on tour with Vaudeville, you know, probably with the CAG, man. This would have been, oh yeah, CAG would have been on right his around last that time. year of Vaudeville. Yeah. And uh, they've been out there doing their thing, and they're ready to take the, they're trying to take their act to Broadway. Mm-hmm. They're going to go pitch it around Broadway and see if they can land in a theater mm-hmm. and have a place to live and not, you know, be mm-hmm. on the road all the damn time. So they're finally, they're like in this, it's cool. I dug this first part. They're like yeah. in their shitty new walk-up apartment. Yeah, two sisters doing their art in New York. World you know. to riches. Uh, so yeah. here's here's a cultural question just of the era differences. So there's a there, there's a a bellman that takes room service orders. Was that just a thing in apartments back then? Yeah, especially in New York. Yeah. Really, yeah. even yeah. in shitty ones. Yeah, they do it over dude. here in Sierra Towers. Uh, you can ask the the guys, the valet guys down the street. They'll go pick up food for it's you. Like the oh, guy, cool. It's like the guys in the W, Drake. You know yeah, I, mean? I know, like, but this is not the <laughs> yeah. W though. This is like a shitty apartment. Yeah, no, it was it was the cool scene. These two sisters are new in town. You know, they're doing their thing. They're talking about going to see Babe Ruth play baseball, which blew my fucking mind. They were talking about that, and they were talking about going to like, <laughs> I don't know why. They said that they were gonna go visit General Grant's tomb in New York. <laughs> don't know why they were gonna go check him out but um uh yeah i mean it's cool i guess you know go check it out it's a thing to do you know? it's a thing to do let's go we'll, we yeah. they didn't guys they didn't have netflix or video games <laughs> no, back then we'll go look at a coffin you, yeah. you look at you look like a dead president coffins <laughs> they barely had a telephone yeah yeah there was no twitter no there was no no twitter definitely not Um, see a president (laughs) so anyway so hank and queenie are hanging around all the honkies and gleason music publishing company meeting up with their new york connect an old vaudeville friend of theirs eddie kearns and he's kind of hit it big he's in broadway he's on plays he's uh but what he's doing right now he's in the it's it's called it's zanfield's dollies but it's Ziegfeld, Ziegfried girls, uh, Ziegfeld's follies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're basically just Francis Zanfield. They really didn't try movie. to like no, mask the name. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. They were like, "This is exactly who we're talking about." Basically, NGN Studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, and their whole thing with Eddie is some crazy twenty shit. Yeah, like you were talking about. I mean, like basically, Eddie is dating Hank. But in love with Queenie. So was she aware the whole time? She was pretty. He kissed her on the mouth right in front of her. Yeah. Which again, I guess maybe that's just some twenties. I was shit. so nah, confused bro. about the dynamic there. She that's, would walk in and they would 
be like up against the wall on each other and she'd be like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I mean, this is a straight up pull from Midsummer Night's Dream, bro. This is Shakespearean humor. Uh, you know, this I is both. This is these uh, those types of, I guess, interactions between humans and that lifestyle was very bohemian. And that comes from France and England and, you know, fucking 15, 1600s and stuff. I think humans, we go through these eras and we it's cyclical and we get, you know, tight, you know, tighten up a little bit and like more prudish. And then, you know, we let the fucking governor come off the engine and go ham, you know. So uh, right now, <laughs> well, I think we're so going ham. <laughs> also, I, I think they were. They were doing some, again, early, early movies. They're doing some interesting screen logic at one point because yeah. there would be. They went with the logic of if the character's not in frame, they can't hear you. Right. It was, because it was like a play. It yeah, like a they play. would like the yeah. girls would like talk about not tipping the bellhop. They were right next to right him. They didn't move. Him. Yeah. But he wasn't in the frame, so he couldn't hear yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So I also yeah, thought yeah, yeah. that's what was happening with That like, would have been funny if he's like, I'm right here. I can hear everything. <laughs> well, this um, is one of I my... also thought that was you happening cheek, with like motherfucker. The, the affair as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, oh, she entered the apartment, but we cut to a different frame, so right. she doesn't see what's happening I mean, in hey, the look, living room. That's happening. There are two twin sisters on TLC who share share a boyfriend. Have y'all seen them? Interesting. Didn't they get uh, plastic surgery yeah. to like look more like yes. each other? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's called like crazy sisters or something. Hmm. It's, it's nuts. And they're it's they're nuts. sharing one dude, right? Yeah. They have. He's one the crazy one. Yeah. For That's sure. real. Like, <laughs> he's the wild. They one. They told him they both have to get pregnant at the same exact time. Everything about them has to be the same. One of them got a tooth removed, so and so the did, other yeah. one found a dentist to remove the same tooth on her, but so they would still be the exact same. There are so many people in the world that uh, just think different things. Yep, yeah. Like, <laughs> Gotta love them. Yep. It, it's a lot to keep up that life. Dude, that's... But, uh... <laughs> I, I imagine they don't have a lot of other hobbies. I yeah. imagine that's what they do. They're pretty rich, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, maybe they do that. So, yeah. They're like... They all the money, the though. like, cheats. Like, he's like... Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my God. I wanted God. some monogamy. <laughs> they would kill him. They would <laughs> literally murder him. He's like, uh... He's like, yeah, I was never a big fan of, um... Watching football, so I decided to become a weirdo. <laughs> I decided to just be a weirdo. Yo, He's hedging his bets. He's like, yo, if uh, (laughs) if one of them gets taken out in a car accident, you know, it's like, hey, I got got one guy. He's got like an insurance girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. So Eddie, both of their boyfriend, uh, gets them an audition (laughs) for none other than Francis Zanfield, (laughs) the representation of uh, Francis Ziegfeld Jr., the guy who created the Ziegfeld Follies, which we've talked about on this show, you know, here and there. It was a big Broadway show. Uh, James Cagney was actually mm-hmm. in it. And it was sort of just this big, huge variety show. It was like a giant budget variety yeah. show of crazy shit. Uh, it would be Did like... Did Will Rogers also? Yeah, Will also Rogers in yeah. was involved. It would have like a revolving door of like celebrity guests. It was like mm-hmm. SNL almost, mm-hmm. but like a Broadway, eh, cool. you know, like, yeah. yeah, they would have just... I, I talk about like chorus girls dressed in like battleship mm. costumes yeah. and like huge moving sets and music and cool. people. You know, it was cool. Yeah, it was sick. And naked people. There were like naked people. Oh, in them. sick. Pre code. Pre code, baby. Pre code no. plays. <laughs> That's going to be my excuse for the reckless <laughs> shit that I do. Hey, man. Pre code. Pre code. Anyone put code on me yet? Pre code, baby. Pre code. <laughs> yeah. Get pre code merch. We should get some pre code shirts. We're pre code. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, they were like these big acid trips. It was awesome. And they show them in the movie. That's one of the reasons to watch this movie. They show some of those mm -hmm. like shows that were sort of inspired by what you could see. There mm -hmm. was like the one that they show is this. Uh, He's like a, you know, some sort of crusader or yeah, something. Yeah, like a Roman soldier, like, like a, a Viking battleship yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, and it's just him singing with all these, like, beautiful Viking women around him. Yeah. You know, and there's actual, like, it's huge. They're these giant mm. sets. I mean, these things were, you know, top dollar type of shit. That's on one Broadway. thing about the 20s. Like, because everything had to be practical, the grandeur that you see mm -hmm. was built. Like, it wasn't, yeah. like, a green screen or anything. Yeah. Like, they mm -hmm. were, like cobbling shit together making yeah. that shit look as grand as it looks and they so were spending like, money dude. Spending there so was uh money. there was a true story that they put in the movie uh they ripped it straight from a true story of ziegfeld uh where he had a two thousand dollar coat bought for one of the girls in one of the acts two thousand dollars in 1929 and when you put that through the old inflation I was wondering calculator, yeah. $32,000 for a coat shit. for a girl in one of the acts. Yeah. Oh, no, like, he's not banging her at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember they made they made a joke about it, too. He was like, I'm not paying that. They're like, yeah, you are. He's like, all right, give me the Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just signs it. <laughs> um, so the Mahoney sisters come out, and they start doing Broadway melody. Hey, Deb, you mind uh, singing us the Broadway melody real quick? Don't bring a frown to old Broadway. You've got a clown on Broadway. Your troubles there are out of style. For Broadway always wears a smile. A million lights, they flicker there. A million hearts beat quicker there. No skies of gray on the great white way. That's Broadway melody. One of the girls sabotages a piano, and they she like hates them. So she like set down something in the inside of the piano to make it all fucked up. So anyway, their audition goes terribly, um, and Zan feels like, no, nah, get him the fuck out of here. But Eddie's like, come on, give me a break. Just let him do one show. You know, mm -hmm. I promise you it'll be good. I'm fucking both of them. They're sisters. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got. I'll have a lot of explaining to do, uh, and so. Zanfield basically says, like, well, I can use Queenie, the blonde, mm -hmm. but the other one's got to go. And then Queenie made a deal with Zanfield, like, just use both of us and we'll share my paycheck. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, fine. So they go ahead with that. And uh, they're doing this big dry run that I was talking about, the big rehearsal scene. <laughs> so during this dry rehearsal, they've got this lady up, uh, up on top of, like, the mast of the ship. Mm -hmm. And she just falls off and yeah. dies. She just, like, <laughs> falls off of the ship. Oh, actress is dead. Get that blonde in here. <laughs> and this is my big break. Yeah, this is the blonde's big break, basically. Uh, because Which they in, they do the. Go ahead. In Deb. theater, I was gonna say in theater, <laughs> we're heartless, cold motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, what dance right over that dead person? <laughs> I mean, what, what do they say in theater? The show. Must, must go on. Go on. <laughs> I mean, you're also. You're, I don't care if she's dead. You step over <clears> that body. I'll give you guys a little, a, a, a quick story from my Les Mis days about a set piece that almost killed me. So <laughs> when uh, this was <clears throat> later, when I was like in my later teens, I did Les Mis again in Tampa, and I was Anhras, and Anhras is the character who dies on the barricade with the flag and everything, and oh. our sets for the barricade were these two big like uh triangle shaped uh pieces that would come together and then spin slowly with people sitting inside of it like actually pushing and turning it on wheels 
So I, my character would die on the barricade and my back would be laying over it. And the whole piece, the whole set piece would spin around just like traditional. Uh, we try to mimic the traditional thing for the Broadway musical. Um, and then the curtain would go black and everybody on the barricade would leave and the thing would reset and the next scene would happen. So I'm on the barricade and when they bring this thing together, it pinches my back oh. and pinches oh. all the skin and fat in my back. But I'm you know, being presented and have a spotlight on him while there's slow music in this slow turning. So I finally, that goes out, the lights go out and that scene's done and I go to step down and this was the first night. So we had just finished building this barricade like five hours before. And apparently one of the first steps, which was like a desk screwed into the thing, wasn't screwed very tightly and it gave and I just all you hear because my mic was still alive was thump, bomb, cram, slam, crash, oh bomb, boom, boom, down to the floor, and then I just scream out, fuck super loud <laughs> like, in the middle of, the of a matinee performance and like slowly drag myself bleeding <laughs> off of the stage. And everyone's like, oh Are you okay? God. Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. The show must go on. So like the theater people are on. fucking insane oh with that. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I just lost an arm. It's just a flesh Working wound. Into the story. Into well, the story. Isn't that where the, the term break a leg comes yeah. in? Because your understudy would say that lovingly, but also seriously to yeah. the lead. Because if you break a leg, then I, I become baby. the lead. Yeah. <laughs> break a leg. <laughs> I'm in, baby. Yeah. And so this was Queenie's big break. Because, uh, yeah, they, had, they, they cut Broadway Melody from the show. They tried it out, and they were like, mm. no, too slow. Get him out of here here mm -hmm. that's it zanfield was like that or zigfield <laughs> i keep mm. zigfield in real life was ruthless i don't like it yeah he was like he was known to be like this like he would he would come to a rehearsal like a dance rehearsal and just start cutting people because they just didn't look good on their whatever you know and he was just like a real ruthless type of dude and they show that in this movie so they cut him but then keeping this with girl the, the james cameron Theme, right yeah exactly he's very james cameron for sure but this girl dies and he's like well if that if that blonde's still hanging around she can have the uh girl standing at the top of the ship mast role you know and it was yeah this is like queenie's big break and so hank's watching from the wings as queenie does her like beautiful woman thing you know on stage and she's being seen by the spotlights on her and everything and Hank tells Eddie, like, well, now I'm worried that they're only they're going to think we're just out here to show our legs. You know, basically, like, we're just going to be cheapened to, like, mm -hmm. you know, legs. And he says, well, honey, they're not going to pay 10 bucks to look at your face. This <laughs> is Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> That's her boyfriend. <laughs> or both of their boyfriend, I guess. But uh, so, yeah, after the show, like I said, the audience was all big people. They were like producers, mm -hmm. studio heads, shit like that. After the show, this guy comes up to Queenie and he's like, hey, 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 darling, you know, you want to go uh, have some dinner with me and my friends here? And it turns out that's Jacques Warner or Jack Warner. Mm -hmm. And he tells her that <laughs> he's he has like his buddies hanging around. One of his buddies is just hammered drunk. He's mm -hmm. just like, you know, like super. And uh, he tells her that he's got a $50 bet going with his buddies that he can take her to dinner. And I put that there. Yeah, what's the, the inflation, inflation calculation calculator? That. That's $800. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this, like, $1,000 bet going with his rich, drunk buddies yeah. that he can, like, fuck this chorus girl, you yeah. know, basically. 
And I guess Which that was supposed I'm to be. I'm sure with the irony behind that is I'm sure if he just probably offered her that fucking thousand bucks. <laughs> That's Broadway, baby. They're not here to, they're not paying ten bucks to see your face. <laughs> okay. So I never understood what was so wrong with Jack Warner? That's, I know. That's like, the big... They made such a big deal about, like, how could you date this man? I know yeah. you don't want to go out with him. He seemed perfectly nice. He wasn't really rude. I he know. doesn't, like... Uh, like he, was, he bought her an apartment and a Rolls Royce. Yeah. In like, L.A. He wasn't abusive. Like, there was I, there was nothing wrong with I the agree. Jack Warner character. Yeah. I was like, where is this ire coming from? Yeah. He wasn't um, a part of MGM. that's actually exactly what i think it was i think mgm made this movie they were trying to make jack warner out to be like a bad guy Mm. like look like a creep you know like he's coming up and they could have written him that way they didn't write him there was nothing wrong in his interactions like if you want to write him as a creep write him as a creep like i or like cast an uglier guy like i don't know like there was just there was nothing wrong of jack warner this movie should have ended with queenie marrying jack (laughs) for sure but yeah i don't even talk about the rest of the movie the rest of the movie is that it's it's queenie is dating jack warner and of course eddie's in love with her so eddie's like come on you know come over to me but she's like but you're dating my sister yeah that was another thing too it was like <laughs> you're dating her sister am yeah. i supposed to root for you in this exactly. scenario you're kind of coming off as a scumbag piece of shit I know, like and i, I kind of w- like jack warner more <laughs> and that's what i was kind of talking about with like i think these are just different sentiments for the time mm-hmm. because people must have been sitting in this theater agreeing with eddie and hank like yeah don't date jack warner he's just like a rich playboy right. you know go this with your nerd. sister's boyfriend you follow know? your heart <laughs> follow your heart and then also the Siegfried character just disappears after this yeah i thought it would have made a lot more sense you 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 nix jack warner's character altogether and then queenie yeah. starts dating Siegfried yeah. to keep her sister in the play and her sister's oh, like, cool. "Why you don't even like this guy? Why do you keep going out with him?" And she can't tell her right. because then she's gonna ruin her sister. Because the ugly sister, right? Because her sister only has a job because she's fucking Siegfried. Yeah. Right. And then um, you don't make uh, the other two dating at all. You just make them like childhood friends. Yeah. And then he has a big crush on this girl that's like dating someone she doesn't like to keep her sister in. Right. And then her sister and him, since they've been friends since childhood, there's no like a love triangle conflict of interest that makes no fucking sense. Right. Much better movie. I would have won you two Oscars. I'm down with that. <laughs> and of course, this also follows the trend like we were talking about in Wings, where Hank is like the ugly sister. Oh, right. She's, she's fucking gorgeous. beautiful. Yeah. Bessie gorgeous. Love was like gorgeous. Yeah. You know, yeah. And her name was Bessie, which is <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I, I highly recommend watching the movie, though. I think it's the good. The producer was like, she has a horse's name. Uh, man kudos to those women who would take those roles too because it's like i know you can't actually cast someone that no one wants to see look at look at but you're gonna call me ugly ugly yeah it's like fucking yeah man you know the show business show biz baby Um, we're not paying to see see a face yeah but yeah but i I didn't think it was that great i i I really thought like it it was it felt very underbaked felt very under delivered uh was was well, and it was their first talkie. Uh, and, and okay, MGM's this was MGM's first talkie. So ever? You're, you know, mm-hmm. when you ask the question like, why does this deserve an Oscar? I think a lot of those movies back in those times were getting Oscars just because of the feats of like pulling right. them off right. more yeah. so than the yeah, substance of the film itself. Like yeah. people who started that Academy were just impressed that like this movie for that time period went further 
than right. a lot of other mm-hmm. movies had as far as like making a full length mm-hmm. like yeah. talking picture so that was like that in and of itself is worthy of an oscar yeah. and i think as as time went on and more of these movies came out that's when they started to judge it based on like how it made them feel and the substance of the right. story and the presentation of the characters but everything starting out was i think it was all about just physical feet mm. Of, right. of of production of mm. the act of like actually making this thing happen, which is why Wings won because it was just such a technical, yeah. mm-hmm. like thousand you know, planes. You know, yeah. it, 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 it was more about I can't believe they did this. Right. Then that was a good movie. Well, that know? that does bring up the question I had earlier uh, was what did this go up against? Were there other were they other talkies? Let me see. Or, yeah, there were well, other talkies. It, to consider too, their Tony Awards did not exist yet. They were started right. in 1947, so there was no Broadway recognition or award. Mm, so if this was yeah. a big hit on Broadway and it ran right. for years before this, and it never got really an official accolade or an award, yeah, this was an old kinda, play. Yeah. The Broadway Melody. I've seen a picture of uh, 1909 Broadway, and the Broadway Melody was playing oh, at wow. the Astor Theater. So, like this is an old New York play. Uh, James, go ahead, jump in whenever you figure out if what else it was running against. But uh, in light of that, of being an old play, I wanted we can break this down. I'll show you guys a clip. But there, you know, there were some uh, dumb dance moves that were going <laughs> on and choreographed with this, and that's why I feel like if Tony, the Tonys did exist back then, it would not have won a Tony at all. <laughs> right. uh, so here, if you guys can see, and if you at home want to you know, check in on YouTube or, or go watch the movie, this is the dance scene for Broadway Melody, the song. And this uh, clip features one of the solo girls dancing, and she's a tap dancer. First of all, she's tapping in heels, which is very oh. impressive yeah. but, and difficult. But what I wanted to point out is this move right here. So they're doing the same move over and over again and just making different cuts like it's something special. So okay. for one second right here, she does this one kick, which is a simple chasse for 12 or 16 seconds. I counted it. That's unheard of in dance. Nobody does that ever. It's like in this, the camera sits on it like, Woo! Look at her go! She's doing it! And like, you know, whereas in like on the theater, on the stage, if that really occurred in front of a live audience, they probably would have just been like, what? Okay, enough's enough. What the fuck's going on here? So from a, from a choreography standpoint, that was a really odd choice. I wonder if that was specific for the film adaptation, just so they probably, could do those punch-ins. Yeah. Probably, yeah, because yeah, they wanted to like you know get close-ups and you know different angles and stuff, and they're like, yeah, is, if if they actually wanted to see this uh, done properly, they would go to Broadway. Yeah. They're not here for our dancing prowess; they're here to see cool cuts <laughs> and pretty faces. Can, yeah. can you imagine just like that girl having to do that one chasse for like hours doing fifty takes? They would. I mean, those dancers all talk about like their feet bleeding and shit. Like, yeah. And those shit. shoes sucked, man. They weren't really man. good. They were like barely tied on leather with pieces of metal on the end. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that one girl was standing on her toes. She was doing like ballet, like on, like on the toe. Yeah. That shit's it's crazy. called point. Yeah, on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> but I'll get into kind of like the making of this movie because, like Malik was talking about, you know, I mean, definitely it was. It was a feat. Like this was a huge thing. This was a uh, three hundred eighty thousand dollar budget. 
which these days is equivalent to about $6.1 million. But, you know, back in those, that was a big budget for this thing. Uh, it was shot at MGM Studios in Culver City, and they cheated New York, you know, on sound stages. But then they mm-hmm. also got that aerial footage aerial from those, York, yeah. the pilots who gave their lives for <laughs> the film, you know. They had to fly to New York with a camera. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> Uh, among its first, this was the first all-talking musical feature, uh, the first musical also to spawn sequels. Three more Broadway melody films would appear what? between. Yeah, yeah. Same characters? Uh, it was different characters and stuff, I oh. think. Different actors. Um, I think, like, Clark Gable did was one of like these. Was it, like, Broadway Melody 2, 3? Yeah. I, what they I, name them? I, I, I'll find out. I'll the find Great out. White Melody. The Great White Way. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there's a number that happens in this movie. It was called The Wedding of the Painted Doll. And I just thought this was interesting. The film that they filmed on, it was 307 feet of film. Mm. Uh, It was filmed in two-color Technicolor, but except for a 16-second Technicolor fragment with the beginning of the number preserved at George Eastman House, it only survived in black and white. So there was like a whole like So wait, there was a sequence. version of this with color? Yeah. And it just Whoa. it was lost to history. Wait, but I thought I thought um uh that was the thing about thought, Wizard of Oz. This I know. was the first color movie. It was this had a huge color sequence in huh. Technicolor. Yeah. It was sixteen seconds of it. Wow. But uh the dude smoking cigarettes around all that flammable mm, Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It was his fault. Exactly. Yeah. That's basically fault. the story every time. It's like it burn. Like yeah. a whole building burn. It was yeah. in there. We like, weren't great at keeping yeah. records. Well and we talked about it on one episode. You remember how the film was so fucking it was flammable you could as fuck. breathe hot breath around film and, and it would explode. Ignite. Yeah. Yeah, it's like gasoline. <laughs> Rather than have a live orchestra perform the music, the new choreography was filmed during a playback of the original take, making this the first film sequence filmed during a playback of pre-recorded music. I don't Whoa. even quite know what. I, I that's, think if, think it means that like they played the music and they danced to it live. That right? Yeah, yeah. Which in post, I think they just probably spliced in cleaner audio. Right. Yeah. But ADR. But uh, yeah. Bessie Love was actually a uh, vaudeville lady. She won the role of Hank on the strength of her vaudeville act, in which she played a ukulele. <laughs> vaudeville. I wish we could, man. The Pantages. I was reading about it and. Back in the 40s, they used to show movies at the Pantages, and mm. between feature films, they would show vaudeville. They would have, oh, like, cool. yeah. Oh, I wish they still did shit like that. Vaudeville's yeah. totally dead now. I don't know where yeah. you could see it, to be honest. It's time machine. Dev, do you know? Where can we see Silver it? Lake, it's probably like underground weird. burlesque show. It's probably <laughs> like weird now, though. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they start yeah. fucking each other. It's probably yeah. some pre-code shit now. That's true. There was that one show that used to play under uh, the Roosevelt for a while. It was oh, called really? like it was called like Teddy's Room or something. Teddy's and it was, Room. I don't want to go to Teddy's Room. It was room. just like naked people on zip lines. What? And like people taking baths. Yeah. Okay, this got real rad. weird with it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> that's, what I'm saying. Yeah. that's what vaudeville is. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Got, yeah. Exactly. Just got real pre-code with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bessie Love. She won a Best a- Actress Oscar nomination from this for. She won. The, she, she, she won a nomination. Or? Yeah. She won a nomination. <laughs> she was nominated, uh, but she also she got a contract at MGM for this. Cool, um, yeah, and yeah, we'll get into the Oscars. Speaking of Oscars, we'll get into the second Oscars ceremony ever held on April third, nineteen thirty, at an awards banquet in the Coconut Grove of the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, 
where they served some fancy ass food and cocktails and Louis B. Meyer was So wait, this was another dinner again? This was another dinner. Okay. And it was at the Ambassador Hotel where Robert Kennedy was killed later on in life. Whoa. Man. Yeah. Related? And, probably. Uh, probably. Um wait, wait, so did they televise this on a radio file this one? It was on a radio. It was okay. on radio. It was on KNX. <laughs> Up next, we've got the Oscar ceremony. And again, it was another one that was like thirty minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Dude, I swear they used to just be like, Come get your award and go sit down. Yeah. You know, and yeah, everybody was hammered drunk. But, uh, yeah, this was uh, broadcast on the radio on KNX. The second, second Academy Awards ceremony presented by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science, Sciences honored the best films released between August 1st, 1928 and July 31st, 1929. They were doing this thing at the time where they had seasons. It wasn't like... The year. Right. It was season. That's why there was like two in one year yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It was weird. The Oscars has never made fucking sense. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> to this day. To this day. <laughs> but um, yeah, at the, as the ceremony was being held more than eight months after the end of the eligibility period, it was decided that the third Academy Awards would be held November 1930 so as to bring the awards ceremony closer to the relevant time period. As a result, 1930 was the only calendar year in which two Academy Awards ceremonies were held. So I guess this was, like, the end of that as well. Okay, they were just like, this makes no sense. We, yeah. should, we should just do a calendar year. That would, yeah. that would ease a lot of confusion. <laughs> yeah. And this one, uh, of course, they've changed everything. You know, <laughs> they changed everything from the first one. Most importantly, it was the first presentation for which the winners were not announced in advance. Oh, cool. Yeah, and no one knew either. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Maybe they, they start surprising people. They figured yeah. out the most basic part of an award show <laughs> exactly. after only the second try. Exactly. And, oh. dude, this is so funny, though. Mary Pickford, like I said, I always say, I mean, I, I'll say it again, one of the biggest movie stars to have ever lived, ever she was a founding member of the uh, Academy, so she knew she was nominated. Ah. And she had the Academy come over for dinner and talk about her nomination and basically told them, uh, if you want any more of my money, uh, give I, me that Give me win. that best actress. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they did. That's how you do it. Make yeah. an awards show. Yeah. <laughs> she threw Get a rager. The awards. She wow. threw, like, a rager for these dudes. That's, they came over, cool. and it was like... Hookers and blow <laughs> that and, evolved wow. into yeah. the the the, the, pack, the gift baskets. Yeah. Oh. The <laughs> ball and the gift baskets. You know yeah. that's what that's what the gift baskets are yeah. now that all the actors send. You know? They still oh, do, yeah. man. They'll yeah. have these oh, people yeah. come campaign. over and wine and dine and sixty nine them. Yeah. yeah, man. That's so. But cool. uh, yeah, that's how she got her best actress this year. They were like, yeah, you're the best goddamn actress we've ever met, Mary. Yeah. Here you go. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you guys, you guys know who should win. Me. Me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be They're great? All fucked Wouldn't up? it be great if this could still go on next year? <laughs> it, you know? it was, yeah. It, man, dude, there's always just been so much corruption in the Oscars for so long. We need a we need a new uncorruptible award just show. F- <laughs> the uncorrupties. The uncorruptie yeah. goes too. Uh, we'll put it on the blockchain. <laughs> So, Chester Morris was the first nominee for Best Leading Actor to be born in the 20th century. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, we're finally getting into the kids here. You yeah. Know. The uh, new generation. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, this movie won for Best Picture. And that's... 
and I I checked because my issue with this movie is entirely the writing. Yeah. It was not even nominated for writing. Okay. And there were ten movies nominated for writing. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, Holy 10, 11. Shit. There were 11 nominees for writing. Wow. This was not one of them. The so Patriot. at least at least I was correct in my assertion that this is a yeah, terrible but script. Yeah, come on. You guys know this. Writers don't throw bomb parties. That's true, <laughs> man. That's they very true. They weren't awarding not compared them to your lead people for writing actresses. back in the day. Cool. I mean, obviously yeah. they won, they but were, like, yeah. um, they're trying to get that, you know, production yeah. Yeah. amazement. Yeah, the Broadway, yes. the Broadway melody, man. Yeah, it was up against Alibi... A 1929 American pre-code crime film directed by Roland West. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah, it probably is, dude. I bet it's like just people murdering and raping. <laughs> um, each other. <laughs> it was also up against the Hollywood Review of 1929, or simply the Hollywood Review. The Oscars Review. have always loved movies about Hollywood. Yep. Like, yep. That's one thing that's never <laughs> changed. Yeah. It's funny, because the Oscars and the Golden Globes, because everyone who doesn't live in Hollywood also loves movies about Hollywood. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's just, you know, the vein of our industry where we're like, <laughs> look at me, look at me, and oh, I'm there's not enough people looking at me, so let me give myself an award for me right. looking at me, too. <laughs> hey, you, man. you guys should make the History of Film Awards and then award yourselves Dude. best podcast. Yeah. I'm totally in. It would just be a naked statue of me. <laughs> we win Best you know? Picture every year. <laughs> and speaking of awards... You can go to feedspot.com slash film history podcast and you'll see yours truly's film history, the history of film at drumroll, please. <laughs> Number one. Number one, baby. Number one in your hearts. We'd like to send our great thanks and appreciation uh, to the folks over at Film History Podcast Blog. Um, and we'd really like to point out we are always coming to you live from Malibu in Brad Pitt's Sucks Dungeon. <laughs> We're coming live from Hollywood. Coming live uh, from Hollywood. Uh, but yeah, that's blog.feedspot.com forward slash Film History Podcast. And you can see uh, the wonderful list that they put together of the other 24 uh, history podcasts that are apparently pretty good, but not as good as ours. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, shout out to number two, uh, the <laughs> Dead Meat Podcast with 150,000 Twitter followers. Wow. But, you know, they are yeah. way better it, uh, than us. <laughs> is it our 82? Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, you know, hey, yeah, it's, you know. It, it, heavy at the top lies yeah. the crown. That's right. <laughs> you know. We'll be there soon. We're going to break their legs so we can yeah. get on stage. Yeah. You know? Ah, no, it's proof over pudding, baby. That's we number right. one. That's right. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you to Anuj Arjunwal. He was the guy who uh, reached out to us and let us know. Nice. So, yeah, we appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Um, and if anyone else out there that runs any kind of award series or blog spot or any way we can make ourselves feel better and pat ourselves on the back, please feel free to yeah, reach we'll out. Throw we'll throw a rager. rager. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw you a rager. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Hand us the awards. <laughs> we need more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Cagney. So uh, what else was it up against? It was in uh, in old Arizona, a, uh, ooh, a pre-code Western film by Raul Walsh. Dude, it was about the Cisco kid. Oh, yeah, man. That was probably sick. And, yeah, the Patriot. So I found out the Patriot was not uh, the Patriot that we know. <laughs> this was the and that st- was not a remake of this one. Right. It was a story of Emperor Paul I of Russia. 
Oh, oh yeah. That sounds like a biography. super boring. Yeah, I bet it's cool, man. I bet it's pre-code, baby. Pre-code. Wait, what was the Hollywood Review about? The Hollywood Review Because that was another MGM movie. Yeah. Oh, interesting. They were like, which of our movies do we want to give this award to? <laughs> we got to give one to Mary. Put them both in there. Yeah, put, put them both in there. Let's see which one we like better, you know. This was a uh, this was MGM. It was their second feature length musical. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this was like, yeah, that's why they gave it to. They're like, to, let's just do it to the first try. Yeah, the give first it to try the OG. Better, yeah. Give it to the OG. You know, yeah. Oh, this is Jack Benny. Jack Benny, Conrad Nagel. Ah, that sounds cool. Musical. Cool. Um, yeah, and I mean, it was probably one of those things like you guys were saying where they, they were looking at and they're like, well. Adding sound didn't fundamentally change the Western movie or the uh, or the uh, the crime movie. Right. But it fu- this is a movie that we couldn't do without sound, even though that sentence defeated itself when you released it without sound somewhere yeah. in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. ideally, this cannot be enjoyed without right, like, sound. Yeah. yeah. Westerns could have been done without sound. Yeah. Crime yeah. could have been done without sound. Yeah. A musical. Yeah, I don't know what the silent version of this movie looked like. Maybe just all the musical parts well, cut out. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you gotta think, right. at the time, it was like, part of the allure of Broadway was that it was only accessible in New York. Mm. The right. Big Apple, the City of Lights, like, that mm. is the place to be your name on the marquee so to uh allow people to have access to that and and go see it in their hometown was probably a huge thing they were like wait a minute we could see a broadway show right right around the corner holy <laughs> shit in arlington yeah, yeah. right yeah. that's true yeah. that's yeah. true yeah, this was those times too, man. You would go around selling the picture to like city by city. You know, you would just tour this thing around mm-hmm. until it finally got like a big main release. Yeah. I was thinking that Matthew Matthew McConaughey saying that <laughs> I went door to I went city to city selling that picture one by one, man. I tell you what, <laughs> every but, part uh, of America, <laughs> every, every See, part of America. When did Matthew, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> straight up boom hour now? <laughs> <laughs> man, I dang oh man, I tell you what, man, I dang oh dang. <laughs> But yeah, that's about all I got for this, man. I mean, this okay. was uh, this was the second Academy Awards. So, uh, so by the ne- by the time we do the next one, are we are we post code? I think no. no actually, the code is 1934 is when that code oh, really shit. gets it. So, it, so it only the next gets Wilder one, from here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go, baby. Yeah, let's yeah. see. We can go ahead and give you a uh, pr- what our next one is going to be. It is. I've got it up right here. Yeah, yeah. Want me to? Um, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, wait, was it called All Outstanding Production? Did they change the name of it again? Oh God, maybe for the third <laughs> all one. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, that's for Outstanding Production is All Quiet. Oh on my Western God, this Front. one's when Outstanding did it become Picture. Best Picture. It was just Best Picture. I swear to God. Hold on, 1930. <laughs> well, I think they had the name. Technically, and they Best it. Picture. Just... Yeah, it was. It was because uh, I'm on the Oscars website right now. Outstanding picture. Okay, okay, so it was outstanding picture. And it's all quiet on the Western Front. That'll be fun. Nazis, you know, Nazis yeah. in love. Okay, so it's it's, it's still outstanding. <laughs> no, okay. In 1930, for a uh, Broadway melody, it was outstanding it was picture. picture. Right now, it is outstanding production. Which is okay. getting more to what I was talking about. They're yeah. talking about the feat of yeah. right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And then after a while, it's like best picture. Like how, how yeah. does this movie make me feel? Yeah, yeah. we've seen because we're at a point right now mm-hmm. where like we're at the most technologically advanced mm-hmm. point. Like 
they haven't made anything that has wowed us yeah. on a production level right. yeah, like since Avatar. what, like Avatar, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, we're Cameron. giving it to Avatar right now. You know what I mean? He invented cameras for that shit. <laughs> yeah. you know what has I mean? been since then? Like, yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah I mean? no, for sure. And like I said, this thing, all these names change so much. That's what, I remember talking about that in Wings, where it's like, I, I couldn't even list them off. It would take 30 mm. minutes to tell you about the changing of yeah. all the categories. But technically... Best picture, yeah. you know. Yeah, and there's there's nothing goofy in 1930. It was actor, actress, art direction, cinematography, directing, outstanding picture, and writing. So oh, okay, they got yeah. rid of all the superfluous ones from 1929. Right. So gotcha. all the weird ones. All the weird ones. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I like this too because um, I'm noticing there's some like arcs arcs happening here. You know, I mean, this definitely. We didn't really talk much about wings and stuff, but it does like all kind of have. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure in the next one we'll talk about this again and wings. Oh yeah, and, you know, yeah. It'll build. It'll build for sure. It'll if you build. haven't seen the wings episode, oh. go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're still pre-code for like four more Academy Awards. Yeah, that. man, I'm ready. We'll it's the Wild West, people baby. hanging down, yeah. interracial, slinging peen. We got the next one. Then uh, the next one was so uh, critically acclaimed that it was in 1991 selected and preserved by the U.S. Library of Congress as oh, wow. being deemed uh-huh. quote. Culturally, culturally and relevant. historically or aesthetically significant. Oh, significant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I love it. And that one's about Nazis? Nazis. Oh, yeah. America. It's it's about World War One and America on the front. So it's yeah. not we are, quite We're about to be two for three on war films winning Best Picture, yeah. which is something that never ends. Like, yeah. they just, well, the Oscars love war movies. This was war and they love Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Cool. This was based on a book. Whoa. Yeah. I, I picked this book up in high school thinking it was going to be like a cool war book. And I was like, what is this shit? This is just some dude, you know, trying to like fuck some local girl. I don't give a shit. Oh, really? I have no idea what this <laughs> movie is about. Nobody's shooting at each other. This was a, this was a oh, fun, yeah. quick, tight one. This, yeah. is, this was a nice, yeah. nice, succinct. At the end of these, we should do a yay or nay on whether this if we still think it deserves an academy award oh, oh yeah, yeah okay. I, since we did this last time around I, for the record I, I believe wings deserved it like i'm a check mark for sure well i, I mean being the i mean if if for the sole fact of if, if this movie didn't exist how long till we have had the musical Right. You know what I mean? So I'll Later say that year, that. they made two this year. They both got nominated. <laughs> you're right. You know, you're right. You know what? You're right. I'm going to give this a thumbs down. It's a bad movie. I don't... I give it a thumbs up. I vote yes. I liked it. But also, I do feel like maybe I should watch some of the other... Before we do yeah. the next one, I'm going to watch some of the other yeah. ones, too. At least That's a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, at least a trailer. I'm going to give it the Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator, like, half thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's, like, waiting to put it up or down. I'm just going to leave it in yeah. the middle. It's cool. As the, he's as the Joker in the yeah. Gladiator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> as much shit as I talked, I'm going to give it a thumbs up just because I'm a musical theater nerd. Nice. So that's two, four, one against, and one Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have that as part of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You the can walk- give it a Joaquin Gladiator. Walk- you can give it a Joaquin Gladiator. You can give it a Joaquin if you're not sure. That's the official, that's the official <laughs> r- On a scale ranking. from bad to Joaquin, what do you give this? <laughs> where can they find you? I am on Instagram at, at Spike Leak. I got a new photography page called Perk the Photographer, P-E-R-K, the photographer. I'm trying to, you know, jumpstart that next year and really start shooting with a lot of people, hopefully get in a studio sometime soon. But, uh, yeah, you can find me at both of those pages. 
And uh, yeah, I'll be here in the next one, hopefully. Yeah, it shouldn't be as long. Waiting for this, the next one and the last one. Just yeah. waiting for Hattie McDaniel, guys. That's all. There you go. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's you can coming. find me uh, at Drake Cummings on Instagram, at Drake underscore Cummings on Twitter, at Hollywood Drake on TikTok. You can find my uh, merch line inspired by the 1920s at Raging20sMerch.com. Um, and uh, I think those are all my plugs for now. Yeah, we'll be out of the 20s after this one. Ah, damn. In the 30s. Into the depression. Yeah, into the depression (laughs) we go. Go ahead, Dev. Uh, Find me at Sailor underscore Dev on Instagram and Abracadabra Films everywhere else on Twitter, Abracadabra Dev. Uh, Go ahead and follow and, and check out all the cool new shit we got coming up. And you can find me, uh, you know, dancing off stage with a broken leg. Because there's no business like show business like no business I know. <laughs> and you can find us at Film History, History of Film, all over the place, FHHF Podcast, all that stuff. You can find me either at uh, Jimmy DeLoyer or James Wyatt Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. And you can also find me coming from the wings to break Dev's leg, because that's my role now, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh, no. no. And that's been Bill History, the History history of Bill. You know what I'm talking about?